just stop the music. No. It's gonna be part of the. Yeah, this is our intro music. Have <laughs> <laughs> you started? <laughs> um, yeah, I've started. <laughs> but. I don't know. I just thought I'd try something. <laughs> so beautiful. Look, it's orange outside. Yeah. It was just very dark a few minutes ago. Okay. You ready? Yes. The music stops. That means we start. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Big Church Podcast. The place where we try to make our big church small. On the podcast, we talk to harvesters and attempt to narrow our church, our church's wide walls and bring people closer together. Part of the vision behind it is to bring congregants into the places I get to be a part of by virtue of how long I've been around and the areas in which I serve. Today, I have the privilege of opening that up to a person I have many, many conversations with. With me, I have Annika Arnoldus, my wife. She is entrepreneur, artist, zone pastor, connect group leader, and former youth leader like myself, to mention a few things. Deaconess, we can keep going, but she's great. <laughs> I hope to talk to Annika about God in our lives, marriage, and the church. Um, note, this might need a follow-up. Hello, Annika. Hello, I'm glad you finally got my surname right. <laughs> you mean my surname? <laughs> it's taken you a while. Oh, it's been great. I'm sitting um, sitting here with my wife. It's, it's a pretty fresh morning. Mm. So she made sure that I put a disclaimer out there. <laughs> that uh, it is pretty early. So, oh. We might talk a bit of nonsense. Yeah. Um, I think you've been quite fascinated by everything, or you've been very confused, maybe, is a better word than fascinated by everything going on. We've got a whole system around <laughs> us. Um, and, yeah. I've I've only done this with Oswald. Um, I've done it twice with Oswald and a couple of times by myself. Mm. But... So we're still pretty fresh and young in this. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea what to do. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I promise you my wife is not this awkward. <laughs> but you know, you've already met her. So, yeah, I don't know. Anika, how about you tell us about your time at Harvest and where it started? Just give us like a two-minute background history of your relationship with Harvest. Okay. So, uh we moved here when I was in grade <laughs> when I was 3 years old and then uh we uh started going to Harvest Church and my siblings and I also went to Harvest School. Um and I attended until I was in grade 7. And then I um, moved schools, but uh, we kept going to Harvest Church, so I've been there um, for most of my life. Hmm. And how did you meet me? <laughs> Interesting question. 
I don't know when I met you for the first first time I'm sure I saw you on stage a few times leading worship definitely noticed you but um was probably <laughs> I was probably a bit young <laughs> and I take that back <laughs> uh, and then I uh, remember teen church was one of the times I was in a closer proximity to you um, you were a leader I think and I was um, attending I don't remember speaking to you very much um, I know I've always known who you are though um, Worship dance was probably the reason <laughs> for that. <laughs> yes, with your sister. Yes, that yeah. was that was great. Yeah, and now, um, now you do a bunch of things in the church. You're pretty involved. Would you say that you're more involved than you've ever been? Yes, I think so. And what's the coolest thing you've found about being more involved? What 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 has changed since you've become more involved in the church and in church life? My alarm's going off. I can hear it. <laughs> we the podcast knows your alarm's going off. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't really hear it. Oh, uh, I should probably go turn it off. Okay, go turn it off. Can you pause it? No, what? I'm just going to speak to them. Ah, <laughs> uh, so my wife has run off to go and turn her alarm off. You see, so the reason I didn't pause it right now is because i don't know somehow um i've heard a lot of podcasters talking about long-form podcasts and how um there's such a value in openness and transparency that things don't seem overly produced but that conversations can seem like real conversations and um annika and i have a real heart for um hospitality and for allowing people not only into our space but also into our lives um i think it yeah it, it comes from a place of desiring authenticity and so that sort of comes pretty naturally to us I think you have no idea what I'm talking about do you no <laughs> you were busy telling us what has well, what you've noticed and what's changed about becoming more involved in church life mm, I think maturity in terms of um, my faith has definitely changed quite significantly probably community um, having naturally having more solid people around me um, and I think there's been a, a greater awareness of uh, spiritual gifts um, in, in myself and in other people and probably yeah, wanting to to step out in that yeah that was a very thoughtful answer um i won't i won't lie i was expecting something more like meeting lots of people <laughs> 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 but that was a great answer <laughs> so threw me off there <laughs> no that's really good um you spoke about maturity so i thought i would start us off with a night a nice light question slash discussion topic um a lot of people have heard about this mysterious ray annika age gap <laughs> so we'd just like to address that right now 
and just set the record straight. Yes. Annika, how old are you? I'm 21. You are 21. She is so young. <laughs> Turning 22 soon. It's very soon. <laughs> um, and I am... Am I 28? Yes. I'm 28. <laughs> so, um, seven years. Seven year age gap. Sometimes he's lucky and then it's six years. No, I'm not lucky. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like that every year. <laughs> it's not luck. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so we, yeah, we sort of sparked a romance through friendship. Mm. Um, and I think even that was quite weird or in, not weird. It was very natural to us. Yeah. But I think it th- certainly for me and I'm sure for you, there was a bit of a um, feeling out process because of our age <laughs> gap, because it's like, OK, this person's my friend and we're friends. We're getting closer as friends. But not only is he a guy. He's a guy that's seven years older than me. And my connect group leader. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> People wear many hats. Oh, okay. I see. No, yes. but um, yeah, so I just, how did you first feel about our age gap and how do you feel about it now? Because I know we're not the only people around with a big mm. age gap it's actually quite a common thing we have the exact same age gap as my parents um i believe there's some pastors with some decent Bigger. age gaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. well i don't remember it being an issue i maybe you can remember better than i can but um i know i've grown to love it even more over time it's probably um one of my favorite things <laughs> um i think i yeah you have walked a, a long journey and um your maturity and um, leadership is an incredible blessing to me and um yeah i learn a lot from you hmm, hmm. okay i'll just leave that there um, so I've got a couple of topics that I wanted to chat to you about. Like I said in the beginning, this is probably going to need a follow-up because um, if whoever's listening, it might just be us later, but <laughs> um, <laughs> if whoever's listening hasn't figured out yet, it's pretty early in the morning and it is a work day. So we are both going to work. So we don't have all the time in the world. Um, I am keeping a keen eye on the clock. Um, but I I did want to chat to you about a few specific things and so we're going to get into that that's good with you great it's great Um, so the first thing I want to start with is serving in the deacon space uh, is something that's happened recently with you and I Um, we're actually on deacon duty this weekend which means that I will need to edit and get this podcast out before this weekend. So that gives me a good deadline because otherwise that sentence won't make sense. (laughs) Um, How has serving in the deacon space taught you or what has it taught you about church and community, the body of Christ? Um, 
and then yeah maybe i can start with that and then i'm gonna ask you two mm. other questions i didn't know how much went into preparing a service and um what needed to be done and although they're not massive things they're important things and you don't really um notice at least i didn't until um you're asked to do it and it's really just um yeah a incredible time of serving and um yeah it's cool that we can do that together yeah it's great um the deacon space is an interesting one because it's 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 weird like it comes with this strange title but it, well, that sounds good right you've heard of deacon before <laughs> and you're like oh deacon oh, yeah. that's fancy but it's really not and <laughs> it's um i guess it's 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 not something that you can boast in because it's inherently mm. servant-hearted in nature um yeah, it's, a good it's sort of behind the scenes and uh there's not there's nothing too flashy about it um but yeah i think it's something that we're we're growing in yeah trying to count people during the service without <laughs> seeming <laughs> like we're weirdos <laughs> yeah it's uh that's not what deaconing is just by the way <laughs> well i'll save this one for my inevitable chat with lee stevenson Ooh. he doesn't know that yet but <laughs> it'll happen i have aspirations to talk to all of them um what's it been like seeing more faces in the church because here's the one thing that i've noticed about deaconing is that you see a lot more people because you're either standing in the front welcoming people helping the hospitality team or you're sort of just hanging around in spots that you don't normally hang around in as human beings we're creatures of habit and so when you go to church you just go to the same place that you're always in mm. but when you're deaconing you're elsewhere and then you know you're helping out you're you're seeing the people that come early you're seeing the people that come late like there's a lot of faces and people that you see mm. and i'm curious to know how you've experienced that like seeing more faces seeing more people in the church yeah i think it's really cool to be able to see more people than you normally would when you come just to receive at a service um i think you you get to speak to people that you wouldn't normally and um yeah i think it's really cool to see how how big the church is and um to be able to have um conversations with people you wouldn't normally yeah that's cool um the church is pretty big uh, this this week the mask mandate has fallen and church was packed at warmer um i'm not sure what the morning looked like we were out at sherwood um but the evening was really full and it was weird even during worship i felt i felt like a reminder of what church used to be like like two years ago yeah. which is weird because i didn't even know that i'd forgotten <laughs> what it felt like until i was there surrounded by people everywhere pretty close to me nobody wearing a mask nothing's weird it's just kind of like it was yeah. and i was like oh i remember this yeah and people smile a lot more than 
you'd think. Yeah, the mask <laughs> hides the smiles. Um, yeah, this the the size of the church was really one of the main driving forces behind me even wanting to get into uh, this kind of ministry mm. um, that I'm doing here, that I'm starting to do. You know, I have a real heart for just encouraging the church and building the church up and helping people to keep on keeping on and um and and i've i just saw this need for i think first and foremost content i'm somebody who listens to a lot of like podcasts and music and content and things like that and i really was like oh man like i wish i could get more harvest Mm-hmm. not just on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, but like just throughout the day, throughout the week, because, you know, we have such a weird relationship with work where you can't just switch off like the fact that you care about the kingdom and just go on living, you know, in the normal world. Um, and so it's hard. And so I always want to try and stay in touch. Um, so that was the one thing. And then the other thing was, just having the privileges uh, people don't know so much about um the pastors of the church and the people that are involved in in putting the services on they don't know much about them and so when there's confusion when there's things that people are uncertain about i have the privilege of saying you know no like i know so and so and um this is how they feel about it or this is how they act about it and I thought that it would be really cool to bring that to more people because as the church is ever expanding, the chances of having one-on-one conversations with, uh, you know, Grant or JJ or someone like that becomes less. And so statistically, I just saw as the church building was growing that the possi- that the viability or the possibility of having conversations with people like Alphonse dwindles in terms of just um, per per head um and you've been super supportive in this even though this isn't even really a thing like i'm just making it a thing but it's not really a thing and you've been very supportive and well i've enjoyed listening to (laughs) all your your podcasts as well your episodes it's very kind of you um so you have recently gotten married indeed how has our journey into marriage changed your view of Christian dating. Interesting. Interestingly, I think it makes me take it a little bit less seriously. Plot twist. (laughs) I think just because of marriage is such a like a serious thing i i know dating is a like a prelude to to marriage and you and you naturally want to be dating with the intention of marriage and um you know being as intentional as possible but personally i think i had a more strict mindset of dating and um I realized with with you that it see like dating is fun too 
and it's not just okay let's see if this person <laughs> is um if i'm gonna marry them and it was yeah it was very natural with mm. you enjoying the moment yes yeah mm. yeah yeah it's true i i get what you're saying there's a real like end goal thought about it and you can miss everything yes in between yes yeah so that's not great but hmm Hopefully that helps someone here that's hearing that, yeah. Just be, just enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy the time, like enjoy the person that you like so much, that person that you're like, you want to spend all your time with. Yeah, and I'm all for marrying as soon as you know. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. Then <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, get married. We didn't take long. No, well, uh, we had longer ex- than we'd like. Yeah, people think, uh, people always tell us like, oh, you know, our engagement wasn't that long. Um, we didn't date for that long. I mean, we were together for about two years when we got married. Um, but we wanted to do it a lot sooner. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Feel yeah. free to do it sooner than two years. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Annika, uh, you are an entrepreneur. You're an artist. I don't know what the difference between an artist and an artiste is, but... Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had a specific question about this. Oh, yes. Okay. I wanted to discuss business as it relates to God's provision and God's calling. So those two elements of business. And this might seem like a weird segue... But it's, I guess when I, when I had decided or thought that I was going to ask you to do this with me, I was like, oh my word, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. So I just wrote down a bunch of things. Um, and this is one of them. But I think altogether it's going to weave nicely. You know, I like to build houses. So, yeah. Um, how, just tell me about yourself and business and how you think that relates to God's provision and calling. Hmm. I think there's a a beautiful reliance on God when you choose to um, do something independently um, business related and naturally there is that you can have the same (laughs) reliance when you have a job but I think personally it's been a, a big growing factor because um many of the times you don't yeah you you're just kind of trying to see um what will what will work and um and I've really experienced the lord's favor in um with people and opportunities and I think that is uh quite surprising because I think you get to see a special side to God's provision when you are uh, running your own business because it really is uh, dependent on the Lord Mm. yeah that's cool secretly I already knew that answer because I'm your husband (laughs) sorry I have to stay impartial um (laughs) What about God's calling? What about God's calling? 
do you feel any correlation between your entrepreneurial exploits and God's calling? Hmm. Mm. Yes, I at school I didn't take art and I only did it in my spare time. Mm. You don't have much if you're doing accounting and stuff like that, but you know. Um, so after school, I really felt uh, a pull towards pursuing art. And um, although I still have a heart for um, more academic things, I do feel like there is a, a beautiful, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful space to be in the creative world, and um, especially when you are creating and um, for other people. Yeah, uh, I remember that was one of our first conversations. Um, in our non-childhood days, you were you were just coming out of matric, and you had joined our connect group early because as a I believe that's how that happened yeah as a general rule we didn't really take high school students in our connect group and I remember that you had started early um, and you and I had a conversation about what you were going to be doing the next year and I remember you were saying that you were going to be studying visual arts and you did at that time you didn't even know like what you were going to go into <laughs> as a yes as a major but I remember that you were so nervous you were like I don't know what I'm doing yeah it felt like a wild thing for me to do because I I had applied for other things um, such as nursing and I was interested in um, biology and um, yeah so then when I ended up going with art it was quite a quite uncertain because I didn't really know what I was gonna do and what it was gonna end up like and um, yeah it was kind of last minute I didn't have many days to submit portfolio and all of that so um, yeah it was it was it was pretty interesting and I do feel that the Lord um, will and has used my craftsmanship to bless others and myself um yeah absolutely i think that favor um the favor on your work and the work of your hands is yeah it's it's clear this date look um so you spoke about your desires for academic endeavors i know that a lot of people know you as um someone who makes beautiful things, someone who is artistic, um, someone who is talented. I know because I walk around and I talk to people and I know that's what people think about you. Um, but I, I know something, I remember, maybe it's worth telling the story. Um, Annika and I would have discussions about biblical things before we'd like really became friends. We, uh, it was weird how our relationship started. It started at Connect, 
where I would arrive at Connect Group and we'd have some fellowship time in the beginning and Annika would insist at the time I was in legal practice and Annika would insist that I tell her all my lawyer stories. Um, very, very interesting <laughs> to me. And, uh, and we'd just spoken and eventually we... I spoke a lot at Connect Group and I shared a lot, um, just obviously be, being the Connect Group leader. Um, and so we we eventually moved on to where Annika would be sending me messages asking about certain things that she was thinking about. And we really started talking about biblical things and um, questions around the Bible. And there was one particular day when you wanted to ask me something um and it we were like in this quagmire because <laughs> how could two church going people ever sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about something because this is port elizabeth after all and if somebody sees us so guess what we did i thought it was a great idea was it you? I think it was me. We'll have to go and check. We've gone back on these messages a few times to see who. Have we? <laughs> yes. And who was it? I think it was me. Oh, <laughs> I need to give, I need to let myself off the hook. <laughs> so we thought it was a good idea to go and have a walk on the beach and eat ice cream. Yeah, because nothing is more romantic than a long walk on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, that w- <laughs> the intention was the opposite. It was like we were so tr- avoiding yeah. having coffee <laughs> that we ended up doing like the most romantic thing. <laughs> anyway, my point was actually um, that that in that conversation we had, I mean, I was just so, and I knew about this because we'd been speaking, but you're you're a very intelligent person um and i think that that's possibly i don't want to say it's a side to you that people don't know i think people do know how clever you are um but you're i mean i'm i'm probably too much when it comes to like thinking and like philosophy and things like that i probably get way too involved and too into it and people would be like no i don't don't talk to me about that (laughs) but you you hang in there and you you're you'll have those discussions with me and um i really respect your um your intelligence and the way that you think about scripture um and i love listening to you speak about speak about scripture and the questions that you ask the things that you think about because it's really inspiring um i wanted to ask you so i think so often the christian faith is seen as this thing where it's like no don't apply your mind don't think too much just do it it's like a blind faith approach what do you think the relationship between intelligence and the bible is um Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to ask that question. That's a good question. Oh, great. <laughs> hmm. I think when you think about things, it is hard to... Well, you can easily just do something, but I think it comes to a point when you realize that just doing them is not enough. You You need to and want to have the the um, grounding for for those beliefs so I 
I think in its healthiest form, it can completely drive you towards the Lord to um, draw closer to him because the closer you are to him and his word, the more you'll be able to decipher all the questions. And um, I know that you had spoken about how the Bible addresses everything Mm. and how... Yeah, the more questions you have, the the, the more they they seem to often appear in in scripture when you when you're seeking um, you know, the Lord. I remember I had a conversation with a friend, and um, something was mentioned that I I was that I didn't agree with, but I wasn't sure why, and I didn't really know how how to respond to it because I had never thought about. The, the specific conversation and so I it was the next day I had re- read the exact answer uh, to that question and so I think although intelligence can also not always be the most helpful thing because I think it causes you to um, often lean on your own understanding hmm. more than you ought Mm. I preached at Sherwood yesterday and something that I said in the message was that I truly trust God I, tr- I trust his um, I, I, his ways I trust him and his ideas more than I trust my own and, and I think when people hear me say that that can sound like a very humble thing and it it is but it's also not because I naturally I consider myself quite capable of coming up with good ideas and quite capable of thinking well it's just that so it isn't that I think that I can't it's that I've come to learn from through time in scripture that God is just so much smarter than me and it isn't that I don't think I'm smart it's that I understand the chasm um sort of between us in terms of intelligence and i mean i don't even think i understand it but that's just from reading scripture and so Mm. like you said like the closer you get into the word um the more it illuminates things and i think the reason i thought about this is because we have we often have intelligent conversations about scripture and you know i think about people that i know and i think about things that I see online and for some reason there's this idea that that to be non-religious is to be more intelligent um, and I, I've, it's just always baffled me because I think for myself I pursue just stimulation in, in the side of thought and um philosophy and there is no topic to me there is no topic more thought-provoking more mentally draining than um than than the theology of christ the gospel of christ and i'm like nothing makes you have to be more intelligent yeah um yeah and so i'm just like i don't understand because i've read like i've grown up reading um you know augustine's books and um reading Owen and reading Lewis and reading, um, you know, uh, 
Sproul Hall and all of these different great theologians, you know, Edwards and I read their work and I'm like, how could anyone think that these people are not intelligent? Yeah, I think God does this weird thing where I know I'm gonna say something even if I before the time and uh, mm. <laughs> I think because I have come to realize although it be very recently that my mind is a, a, a quite an intense place for for me personally and that can cause great turmoil and confusion um, whether that be too active in my head or yeah um, because I I do have a tendency to struggle with OCD and way, although that it's might, might be a bit confusing because I think we mostly just know OCD in that very general neuroticism yeah. yeah yeah but it's definitely more than that and I think it comes with uh, comes with difficult thoughts and I think having those difficult thoughts or um, there's no other way but to go to the Lord because I would be I would be a bit of a mess as I have experienced it when I do not because my 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 mind can run away a bit mm. So would you say that you find it more useful to switch on your mind and run to the Lord or to switch off your mind? Hmm. I don't know. Can you run to the Lord if you switch off your mind? No. I think you can try, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's very... And I'm sure I think I have tried, but it, whatever you're struggling with or whatever's inside will generally come up again if you don't deal with it. So... Um, It is very difficult to stay switched on and run to the Lord because when you are mentally switched on, you aren't only switched on to the Lord, but you're switched on to yeah, like bad thoughts and the the um yeah yeah. So you. you you have to learn to take every thought to the Lord and mm. it's not just one or the other because suppose I used to think that if I'm not switched on I will only have the the the, the godly thoughts but that's really not yeah. the case. In fact you need to be switched on to have the godly thoughts. Yeah, exactly. And mm. so yeah, well that's good. Yeah, that's great. Um it's almost that time that I will turn off my podcast hosting hat and turn on my husband hat and tell my wife that it's really time to get ready for work <laughs> but we're not quite there we're almost there so i mean ultimately i just wanted to wrap that around that point around and just say that i believe that there's space for christianity to remain 
um, a religion of intelligence and I don't think that a religion of intelligence necessarily takes away from a religion of faith mm. because every single intelligent author that I've ever read um, that speaks about Christianity, a theologian, all of them agree that we are saved by faith. I haven't read a single one of them that thinks we're not saved by faith. And so I think ultimately your intelligent thought is going to come around to the truth of God mm-hmm. um, when your intelligence is lined mm. and running towards God. Um, in fact, I think it's pretty ignorant to switch off to God mm. uh, and to think that that is somehow intelligent. Um, I'm going to end it by saying something that Pastor John often said. Uh, he said, you know, people think it takes faith to believe in God, but he thinks it takes way more faith to not. Um, so anyway, that point is done. We've got the last one. Last point that I wanted to chat to you about on this short little version one of our podcast together which is how have you found leading together in the connect group sense and then um, I guess even just going around with me about what's with what's been happening recently you've been a little bit more of a pastor's wife (laughs) then I mean I'm not a pastor but people keep calling me a pastor Um, and so I guess they treat you like a pastor's wife (laughs) but uh, what's it been like leading together when you're in a relationship and especially when you're married you are able to cover each other's weaknesses and you definitely would be a stronger team uh, in terms of leading I know that there are things that that I don't think about and that you do and you um, have a great way of being objective and thinking of um, other people and I not only learn from that but it adds when we are leading together because you know I think we're we're able to point out each other's weaknesses and strengths and um, it's also just a lot more fun leading Mm. together than it is alone I agree I agree God said that it is not right for man to be alone. Well, he said that it is not good. Okay, yes, that's true. You see, this is why you have a partner. <laughs> I misspoke, but she hears every misspoken word. <laughs> um, it's not good for man to be alone. So he made him a helper. And you are my helper. Aww. So this has been great. I'll catch up with you again until we see each other again. Which will be... Immediately after I stop this. (laughs) Bon voyage and cue outro music. Just kidding, there's no outro music.